This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. We're going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 4 of the World English Bible. So let a man think of us as Christ's servants and servants of God's mysteries. Here, moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by man's judgment. Yes, I don't judge my own self, for I know nothing against myself. Yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each man will get his praise from God. Now, just a quick reminder. um, Paul, to this point in the letter, has been trying to settle the dispute among the church. They're divided based on who they're minister was whenever they came to faith in the gospel. And so he's telling them uh, that we don't put our faith in men, but in God. Ministers are simply the servants of God. They are stewards, which is like like a manager of a rich man's household or resources. And so they've been entrusted with the treasures of God's household, with God's mysteries, with his plans, with his gospel. As God's managers, God's going to be the one that's going to judge them. God alone can judge them righteously because he knows the hidden things in men's hearts. God sees every opportunity. God knows our secret motivations. God sees all the obstacles. And so he's the one that can make a fair judgment. And since it's really his household and his kingdom, he's the only one that should make that final judgment. Paul said, I look at myself and try to be sure that I have a clean conscience, but I can't, I can't, justify myself because the Lord's the one that'll judge. And so we're just laboring to receive praise from God. Verse six. Now these things, brothers, I have in a figure transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that in us you might learn not to think beyond the things which are written, that none of you be puffed up against one another. For who makes you different, and what do you have that you didn't receive? But if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You were already filled. You have already become rich. You have come to reign without us. Yes, and I wish that you did reign, and that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last of all, like men sentenced to death. For we are made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and men. We are fools for Christ's sake." but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You have honor, but we have dishonor. Even to this present hour, we hunger, thirst, are naked, are beaten, and have no certain dwelling place. We toil, working with our own hands. When people curse us, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and dirt wiped off by all, even until now. The church in Corinth had this infighting because they were blessed and they they didn't really know how to handle the blessing. Some of them, uh, they will see as we read, they have demonstration of spiritual gifts. They they have they're they're set up to be a powerful church, and because of this, some people ha- are lifted up in pride. They're puffed up against one another, and so that's where these divisions have come in as they're trying to. Um, they're trying to be a dominant 
force in this local church and competing with one another. And so Paul reminds them, your blessings aren't of your own making. All the various ministers that have ministered to the people of Corinth had done their part to build the church up. The church has just been receiving. And so Paul said, you know, I want to apply this teaching that I'm giving you to myself and Apollos. And so he was describing what they go through and the other apostles go through in trying to be faithful servants and stewards of God. And so he said, you know, we're ostracized and considered fools. We've been mocked. We've been arrested. We've been rejected as traveling missionaries. Uh, Even as he was writing this letter, they're facing extreme difficulty. They don't know where they're going to stay. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. By the world's standards, he wouldn't have been considered a success. It's not like the the modern megachurch pastor with the book deal that everyone's flocking to because they're obviously the guru. Uh, we're looking at Paul's ministry from the future looking back. But at that time, Paul said the apostles were just laboring and were made spectacles in front of the world. We're like the filth of the world. We We don't have a lot to show for all that we've done. Yet... God was the judge, and they were faithfully serving God. And so now we see the impact of his ministry because here I am on a daily podcast 2,000 years later still talking about the things that this man Paul did. It's of utmost importance that we be faithful to God and don't judge the impact of our labors before, uh, before the right time when God himself will do the judging. Verse 14, I don't write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have 10,000 tutors in Christ, you don't have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the good news. I beg you, therefore, be imitators of me. Because of this, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways which are in Christ, even as I teach everywhere in every assembly. Now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord is willing. I will know, and I will know not the word of those that are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit of gentleness? So Paul reminds them here of the integral role that he played in establishing the church. He had a unique love for them, and he reminded them of the example that he had shown them and uh, and the way that he had shown them to walk and to live. And he was sending Timothy to help guide them along that path. And so he said, what I'm, what I'm teaching you and what Timothy will be teaching you are the same things that I teach in every church. And this is important because as we read through the remainder of this letter, some people say, well, maybe that just applies to the church there in Corinth. But but Paul is letting us know he's trying to address things so that this church will get in line with all the other churches of God that were scattered around the known world at that time, that these were the expectations of the Christian experience. And so he had the authority 
to correct the people that were erring. He was the first one that had taught them about Christian faith and living. And so he's coming and he said, you've got all of these people who have something to say. When I come, we'll see if they really have any true God-given authority and power. So based on their response to this letter, which is a letter of correction, and to the response to Timothy, um, it was going to determine what kind of visit he was going to have. Was it going to be a pleasant visit? Or when he came, was he going to bring the rod of correction? Whatever it took, he was he, he was too invested in this church and cared too much about the work of God to simply ignore the problems they were having. One way or another, he was going to try to lead them to repentance. So let's pray today and pray that the Lord would help us as individuals to have a right heart and that our churches would fall in line with what God would have of us and that we could be truly faithful stewards of what God has given us as his body, uh, as his church, as his ambassadors and representatives here on earth. And, and pray that we can make some kind of impact. And if you're discouraged and you feel like you're not doing anything, remember, he's the one that's going to judge that. He's the one who sees everyone's hearts and and knows the future and the impact that you're having for the kingdom. So let's pray together. Father, we love you, Jesus. We thank you so much for all of your goodness and all of your blessings I pray, Lord, that I could be found faithful. I pray for those that are listening to this podcast that you would magnify the impact of their life, Lord. Only eternity will show uh, what our Christian life and character have accomplished. I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't be discouraged, that we would trust in you, that we could be examples of true godliness, and that the fruit of the Spirit would be evident in our life. If there's sin or shortcomings, I pray that you would lead us to repentance so that we can please you. We pray it in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for joining me for the podcast this morning. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.